0: Everybody. How's it going? Hope you're doing well this morning. We are nearing the end of the first part of the Pilgrim's Progress. I've really been enjoying uh, this journey. Uh, one thing that I've been trying to do is take the opportunity to stop and read the additional notes that are in the book, uh, things that you wouldn't capture if you were just listening to the book online or something like that, um, and then also taking the time to Uh, read all the scripture references that are made. There's so many scripture references that are included here uh, with the actual uh, notes, and then there's also just uh, references that are made that um, unless you just know the scriptures that well, you're just not going to know where that's found at. But anyways, I just love the fact that uh, there's just so many opportunities to look back in scripture and understand and and see the gospel um, from beginning to end. Uh, we're going to pick up where we left off when, with Christian and Hopeful, they're having a conversation and uh, they're picking up. Uh, f- they're they're passing through the enchanted ground. This is what this whole conversation was supposed to be about. The conversations that they've had with ignorant uh, with each other about. Uh, their own journey, and then the dangers of falling away, and things like that, and and things that they noticed in the lives of people like Ignorant, and I believe his name was Turnabout. Um, but now they've passed through the land of the enchanted ground, and they're in the land of Beulah, a place that's described in Scripture as as Paul calls it the fullness of the gospel of peace, in Romans uh, fifteen twenty nine. And this is kind of where they, this is a picture of where they are at in their spiritual life. It's a place that we desire in each of our own lives. It says here, uh, they were in sight of the city uh, they were going to. Also here uh, met them some of the inhabitants thereof. For in this land the shining ones commonly walked, because it was upon the borders of heaven. In this land also the contract between the bride and the bridegroom was renewed, Yea, here, as the bridegroom rejoiceth rejoiceth over the bride, so doth their God rejoice over them. Here they have no want of corn or wine, for in this place they met with abundance of what they had sought for in all their pilgrimage. Here they heard voices from out of the city, loud voices saying, Say ye to the daughter of Zion, Behold the salvation Behold thy salvation cometh. Behold his reward is with him. Here are all the inhabitants of the country called them here all the inhabitants of the country called them the holy people, the redeemed of the Lord, sought out, etc. This is what we see again in Isaiah 62 verses 4 through 12 we read those yesterday. It says now as they walked in this land, they had more re- they had more rejoicing than in the parts more remote from the kingdom to which they were bound. And drawing near to the city, they had yet a more perfect view thereof. It was builded of pearls and precious stones. Also the streets thereof were paved with gold, so that by reason of the natural glory of the city and the reflection of the beams upon it, Christian with desire fell sick. Hopeful also had a fit or two of the same disease. Wherefore, here they lay by it a while, crying out because of their pains. If you find my beloved, tell him that I am sick of love. We have a note here from the author. He says, see what it is to long for the full fruition of Jesus in glory. Some have been so overpowered by the thought that their earthen vessels are ready to burst. Their frail bodies have been so overcome that they have cried, Lord, hold thine hand, I faint, I sink, I die with a full sense of thy precious, precious love. Covet earnestly this best gift, love, love, Lord shed it more abundantly upon in these cold hearts of ours mm. this is something I can't say I can totally identify with, but I know I've met people who've who've lived their life and they're near the end and it's like they can see it they can see heaven and it's just off in the distance it's just a few more moments and they'll be stepping in i've I've been with people like that and it's a it's something that I'm almost a little jealous of. But here, this has Being strengthened a little, uh, and being able to bear their sickness, they walked on their way, and came yet nearer and nearer, where there were orchards, vineyards, and gardens, and their gates open into the highway. Now as they came up to these places, behold, the gardener stood in the way, to whom the pilgrim said, Whose goodly vineyards and gardens are these? He answered, They are the kings, and they are planted here for his own delight, and also for the solace of pilgrims. So the gardener had them into the vineyards, and bid them refresh themselves with the dainties. He also showed them where the kings walk in the arbors, where he delighted to be, and here they tarried and slept. Now beheld in my dream that they talked more in their sleep at this time than ever did they in all their journey, and being in a muse about Thereabout, the gardener said even to to me, Wherefore musest thou at the matter? It is the nature of the fruit of the grapes of these gardens to go down so sweetly as to cause the lips of them that are asleep to speak. So I saw... That looks like a reference, but they don't include the reference here. I have an, an older version of Pilgrim's Progress that seems to have more references. Let's see. Let's see here for that. This one, yeah, there it is. Uh, Song of Solomon seven, at nine, is a. That's the reference it's making there. That it is the nature of the fruit of the grapes of these vineyards to go down so sweetly as to cause the lips of them that are asleep to speak. And so I saw that when they awoke, they addressed themselves to go up to the city. But as I said, the reflection of the sun upon the city, for the city was pure gold, was so extremely glorious that they could not as yet with open face behold it, but through an instrument made for that purpose. So I saw that as they went on, there met them two men in raiment that shone like gold. Also their faces shone as the light. This is a reference to Revelations 21 and verse 18. I think I know this verse. Revelations twenty one and verse eighteen. Let's see here. And the building of the wall was of it was of jasper, and the city was pure gold like unto clear glass. So this is just a, a reference to the to the fact that the city is made out of pure gold. And these men asked the pilgrims whence they came, and they told them. They also asked them where they had lodged and what difficulties and dangers and comforts and pleasures they had met with in the way. And they told them they said that they said the men that met them, then said the men that met them, You have but two difficulties more to meet with and then you are in the city. We have a note here from the author he says, What are these two difficulties? Are they not death without and unbelief within? It is through the latter that the former is all distressing to us. Oh, for a strong, world-conquering, sin-subduing, death-overcoming faith in life and death. Jesus, Master, speak the word, and our unbelief shall flee. Our faith shall not fail, and our hopes shall be steady. Amen. Mm. What are these two difficulties? Death and unbelief. Christian then and his companion asked the men to go along with him. So they told them they would, but, said they, you must obtain it by your own faith. So I saw in my dream that they went on together till they came in sight of the gate. Now I further saw that between them and the gate was a river, but there was no bridge to go over, and the river was very deep. And at the sight, therefore, of this river, the pilgrims were much stunned. But the men that went with them said, you must go through or you cannot come at the gate. Pilgrims. There's a note here from the author. He says, well, now the pilgrims must meet with and encounter their last enemy, death. When he stares them in the face, their fears arise. Through the river they must go. What have they to look at? And what are they in themselves? And what have they done and been? No, no. Only the same Jesus who conquered death for us can overcome the fear of death in us, and him, and to him, they must look. Excuse me. The pilgrims then began to inquire, was there no other way to the gate? And they answered, uh, which they answered said, yes, but there hath not any save to, to it Enoch and Elijah have been permitted to tread that path since the foundation of the world. Neither shall nor shall until the last trumpet shall sound. And the pilgrims then, especially Christian, began to despond and look this way and that, but could find no way by which to escape the river. Then asked the men if the same waters were all the same depth. They said, no. Yet they could not help them in that case, for they say, for said they, you shall find it deeper or shallower as, as you believe in the king of the place. A note here from the author, he says, Faith builds a bridge across the gulf of death. Death terrors the mountain faith removes. Tis f- faith disarms destruction and absolves from every clamorous charge the guiltless tomb. For faith views... Trusts in and relies upon the work of Christ for salvation and the victory of Christ over sin, death, and hell, therefore, in everything we shall prove the truth of our Lord's words in Matthew chapter nine and verse twenty nine According to your faith, be it unto you, O. Oh. What a support in death to have Jesus, our triumphant conqueror, to look unto, who has disarmed death of its sting and swallowed up death in his victory. Mm. And then they addressed themselves to the water and entering, Christian began to sink and crying out to his good friend, hopefully, said, I sink in deep waters and the billows go over my head and all his waves go over me. Selah. That's a... Apparently another reference to a scripture there that it's not in this book but let me see if I can find it here. There's actually been a few references that I haven't made but I'll make sure to put them in the notes. This it's not referenced here either. I'm assuming it's a reference to Psalms. Psalms uh somewhere in Psalms I sink in deep waters. You know what? I can just look it up real quick. I have a, a Bible up here that I've been using to find, uh, no, I sink in deep waters, if you know it, you go ahead and let me know, sink in deep, there I can't type at this distance, there we go, let's see, there is two references, uh, no, just one, Psalm 69 and verse 2, I sink in deep mire where there is no stay. Save me, O God, for the waters are coming into my soul. I sink in deep mire where there is no standing. I come into deep waters where the floods overflow me. Hmm. All his waves go over me. That doesn't look like the... All his waves. Let's see. I know... No. Psalms 42.7. It says, deep, calleth unto deep the noise of thy water spouts. All thy waves and thy billows are gone over me. Hmm. This is a reference to those scriptures and I maybe the fact that I'm not completely seeing thee. This is something that, as, as I know the deep, is a reference to death many times uh, throughout Scripture. So when you when you research death in Scripture, that the deep and these waves um, are, co- are actually common ways for that to be described. Um, then said the other, Be of good cheer, my brother. I feel the bottom, and it is good. Then said Christian, Ah, my friend, the sorrows of death have compassed me about. I shall not see the land that floweth with milk and honey. And with that, a great darkness and horror fell upon Christian so that he could not see before him. What? We have a note from the author. He says, what? After all the past blessed experience that Christian had enjoyed of his Lord's presence, of his Lord's peace, love, joy, and presence with him, his holy transports and heavenly consolations, is all come to this at last? You know, the last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. And that's found in 1st Corinthians 15:26. In some sort he is an enemy even to the saints themselves and puts an end to their present existence and destroys their body. But their souls fall asleep in Jesus and are delivered from the burden of the flesh and into Christ's presence and enter into Christ's presence to be ever forever with him. Thus he is a blessed messenger of joy. And a sweet friend to the regenerated soul. So this darkness and horror has fallen upon Krishna. He says he couldn't see and also hear. He in a great measure lost his senses. So that he could neither remember nor orderly talk of those sweet refreshments that he had met in the way of his pilgrimage. But all the words that he spake still tended to discover that he had horror of mind and heart fears that he should die in that river never obtain entrance in the gate here also as they who stood by perceived he was much in the trouble some thoughts of the sins he had committed both since and before he began to be a pilgrim it was also observed that he was troubled with apparitions of hobgoblins evil spirits forever and anon he would forever and anon he would intimate so much by words we have a note. He's another note from the author. He says Satan is suffered to be very busy with God's people in their last moments, but he too, like death, is a conquered enemy by our Jesus. Therefore, amidst all his attacks, they are safe. He cannot destroy them whom de- Jesus hath redeemed, for he is faithful to them and Almighty to save them. Hopeful says. Hopeful, therefore, had much ado to keep his brother's head above the water. Yea, sometimes he would be quite gone down, and then ere he would rise up again, half dead. Hopeful did also endeavor to comfort him, saying, "'Brother, I see the gate and men standing to receive us.' But Christian would answer, "'It is you, it is you they wait for. You have been hopeful ever since I knew you.' "'And so you,' said he to Christian, and so have you said he to Christian? Ah, brother, said he, surely if I were right, he would now arise to help me. But for my sins, he hath brought me into the snare, and hath left me. Then said hopeful, my brother, you have forgot the text where it is said of the wicked: there are no bands in their death, and their strength is firm; they are not troubled as other men. This is how he's describing the wicked: they they die without troubles. These troubles and distresses that you go through are no sign that God hath forsaken you, but are sent to try you, whether you will call to mind that which heretofore you have received of his goodness, and live upon him in your distresses. A note here from the author, he says, when you visit a sick or deathbed, be sure that you take God's word with you in your heart and in your mouth. It is from that only that you may expect a blessing upon and to the soul of the sick or the dying. For it is by the word of God, faith came at the first. and It is by that faith, it is strengthened at the last. And Jesus is the sum and substance of the scriptures. Wow. Mm. And I'm going to go ahead and come to a stopping point there because this is the last chapter of the book that I'm reading, it's separated by chapters versus stages. And this is the last chapter of part one. How exciting. We'll be finishing that on episode 75. Thank y'all so much for joining in. Uh, I know today, wow, I was encouraged. And especially that last note there, if you ever meet with somebody sick or or dying on the deathbed, they need to be strengthened. Their faith has to be strengthened. And the only way to do that is to do that by the way they gained their faith in the first place, and that was by the word of God, which is the sum and substance. Which of whom Jesus is the sum and substance. Wow, how what beautiful uh what a beautiful reminder today, this morning. Alright, on that note, I will go ahead and put my bookmarker there. And we will see you, hopefully. I will see you next week, Lord willing. I've been doing these podcasts uh, Wednesday through Friday because my Monday-Tuesday schedule right now is pretty um, crazy in the mornings. But that doesn't mean I won't do it uh, next Monday. We'll, we'll just see what happens. Anyways, guys, thank you all again, and God bless. We'll see you, see you later.